in the last year, I realized I don't want to fucking apologize for what I want. I don't want to apologize for the kind of relationship that I want. I don't want to apologize for the career that I want. I don't want to apologize for having a certain goal in life. Our desires are signposts telling us where we're going to end up. As long as you give yourself permission to listen to that voice telling you what you want, wants you. Welcome back to a brand new episode of The Feels. It's me, Charmian, hanging out with you today. And by the time this episode is being released, I am days away from turning 29. And I would be lying if I said that I was ready to enter a new phase of my life to be in my 30s. But we have one year to prepare ourselves for that. Well, I have one year to prepare myself for that. So we're not going to think about it too much. You know, we're just going to focus on turning 29 first, survive that, and then we'll talk about turning 30. <laughs> anyway, it's so good to talk to you again. And um, coincidentally, this is the 29th episode of The Feels. And as if that wasn't trippy enough, my birthday is on the 29th. So it's a triple threat. It is a sign that I was meant to do this and we're going to do it. <laughs> when I was crafting this episode, I was listing out the things that I either would be sharing in today's episode or is definitely in the works down the line for future episodes. And I realized they all shared something in common and that was I have grown spiritually sounds a bit awkward for me because I've never been a spiritual person and especially growing up in Singapore I think when we talk about spirituality we think of religion but I'm a free thinker by birth and I have never had a very strong relationship with with any religion and I'm lucky to be raised in a household where my parents have not ever wanted to dictate a religion for me or my brother and it's so strange because I actually remember this. Like it just hit me that when I was, I think sometime in 25 and my life was falling apart, <laughs> I remember just having this random epiphany, if you will. And it was me literally telling myself saying, I don't know if I will ever find a religion that I have an affinity with, but I think just before I hit my 30s, I think I'm going to believe in a higher power or I think I'm going to find myself in spirituality. And just over the years, I did go back to this thought, but it wasn't like me setting an intention or, or me wanting it to happen. Like I wasn't consciously working towards that. You know, it wasn't like a goal of mine. And now as I sit here about to share the three lessons that I've picked out, and actually realizing that, wow, they all have a spiritual side to it or they all come from a rather spiritual place. It just goes to show that these random epiphanies that you do get every now and then, they're planted in you for a reason. And whether you believe in a god or a higher power or you believe in the universe or you believe in the law of attraction or whatever, we're all connected. You know, we're not just connected with people, but I think we're all connected to whatever's out there and i say this knowing that there really is nothing outside of us because truly we can only experience 
our own consciousness. Whatever we're aware of, whatever we're mindful of in our consciousness is the only thing we get to experience in our reality. It's the only thing we get to interact with our five senses. And honestly, this can be a whole other episode on its own, but we're not going to get into that because as much as I have grown spiritually, I don't want the podcast to be a place where I place or impose my spiritual beliefs on you. What I do want to do is share with you my thoughts at this point as I'm turning 29, realizing so much about how we truly create the lives that we live, that we want or that we dream of. And I hope that it inspires you in some way today. And that's my way of celebrating with this community because I really love you guys. And this is always my safe space. It's like a home to come back to. So with that, let's begin. First lesson I'm taking with me is the understanding that there is no one to change but ourselves. And when I first heard it years ago, I thought, wow, that's such a great way to place blame on ourselves then. Isn't it just like the epitome of, of victimhood, right? Because there is no one to change but self. What does that mean? Like when people inflict pain and hurt on you, you're going to take responsibility for that? Yeah. Now at this point in my life, I'm like, yeah, I think we're all cultivated to believe that things happen to us, right? Whether it's good or bad, things happen to us or we're just living our lives waiting for the other shoe to drop. And that might have been okay with me when I was in my early 20s because I didn't know any better. But I also recall feeling very lost all of the time. Just thinking, really, is this it? Like, is this just what life is? To go about feeling lost and waiting for the next milestone or waiting for the next groundbreaking, life-changing event to turn your life in a different direction? Like, is there more to it? Do we really not have control over our lives? And that was at a time when I did not take responsibility for anything that happened in my life. When I wanted something, I would think, yeah, but someone has to give me an opportunity to go get it. I have to wait for someone to do something in order for me to get what I want. And so I wasted a lot of time looking at external circumstances, looking at people outside of me thinking, I have to ask for permission. I don't have responsibility over how my life is unfolding and I'm basically not taking accountability for my life. But what I realized in the last year is that there is nothing outside of you that can change your mind, that can decide how your life unfolds. There is nothing outside of you to change because everything you experience on the outside, and I am doing air quotes as I say outside, everything that you experience outside is simply a reflection of your mind, which means you need to change your mind first in order to change your life. And that can be a very hard pill to swallow for many of us because that's not how we're brought up to think. In fact, our education hardly tells us how to think. They just tell us what to think. And that in itself is a whole other problem. But we will not get into that right now. <laughs> in the last year, I realized I spent so much time trying to change other people, trying to change circumstances, trying to control things that really don't need to be controlled. 
when I really should have been controlling how I think and how I feel because at the end of the day, that is what gets reflected anyway. I decide my worth, then other people will show me what I think I'm worth. The world takes you at your estimate. So, raise your value and other people will confirm it. What really, really matters is how you think, is how you feel. Not just about other people or circumstances, but about yourself, about everything that you experience in your life. Everyone you meet is yourself pushed out. Everyone is simply a mirror reflecting who you feel you are on the inside. I have lost people and relationships because deep, deep down, I never thought I deserved them. I've lost people that truly loved and cared for me because my insecurities got in the way. My past experiences still had a hold over how I think this new person or this new relationship is going to treat me. I mean, have you ever been in a relationship where everything's going really, really well, but maybe at the back of your head, you're just thinking, is this for real? Can someone actually care for me that deeply? Do I really deserve someone so good? And maybe then you think back to your past relationships that failed, right? Maybe you've been cheated on or you cheat on other people or just really bad breakups and you think, yeah, maybe it's too good to be true. Or whatever it is, right? Like old baggage that's just riding these stories on autopilot in your subconscious mind and you start letting that get in the way of what you're truly experiencing right now in this moment and that's actually a really nice relationship with someone. And I'm not just talking about romantic relationships, but friendships, family relationships. I mean, that's a big thing in my life. Like relationships is a core value in my life. So I always find examples from this part of my life. But of course, if you have other examples like um, with money, I have seen people who say, I have great relationships in my life, but I just can't have a healthy relationship with money. I always find that I'm in need. I never earn enough because the company I work with never sees my value, never wants to give me a raise. And in the last year, I've just observed these patterns that were no longer working in my life. And so now when they pop up in new experiences with new people, I'm just like, that's telling me something. There's something in me that's creating that in new relationships with new people. I mean, how many times can you truly sit there and blame others for things that happen to you? How can we live our lives not taking responsibility for it? And so it goes back to this understanding of there is no one to change but yourself. And the moment you change your mind, that is when your life changes. That is when you break the pattern. When someone treats you with disrespect, you either stop believing that that is the treatment that you're going to get for the rest of your life because it's always been that way. Or in your mind, you go, nope, fuck that. It's nothing to do with that person who's disrespecting me. But somehow I believe that the people I respect don't respect me. Or somehow in this circumstance, in these kinds of relationships, maybe somehow I don't believe that I do deserve respect. That I bring something to the table or that I have inherent value. So it's not about going out there and controlling other people or circumstances, but just truly believing that you are worth all of these things just because you exist. And that's such a radical thought because we think that we have to do more than just breathe and just be around. 
to be worthy of something good. And how fucked up is that? To think that you have to go above and beyond your existence to be worthy of something good? Like, fuck that. There is no one to change but yourself. And the moment you decide this is who you are, this is what you deserve, this is what I want to happen and I'm going to get it, watch your life change. Now, the second school of thought is something that I have wanted clarity on for the longest time. And again, I wasn't consciously working towards understanding the idea of desire. Why do we want certain things? Why do we want certain people? Why do we want these goals and dreams? Why do we have ambitions? Well, I didn't consciously work towards that, like go up to a mountain and meditate 45 days in order to get an answer. I lived my life and life showed me this is what desire is and what that role is in your life. And I'm very glad that I'm finally getting it now, <laughs> going into my 29th year. And I want you to listen to this really carefully. What you want, wants you. If you want something, it's because that thing, that event, that quality in your life already wants to be realized. It already wants to happen. It wants you. And if you have to go back 10 seconds to listen to me say that to you again, please do. <laughs> what you want, wants you. Now, I know this is not a concept that everybody believes in, but I will explain why this rings true for me because I spent so much of my 20s asking myself, why do I want the things that I don't have in my life? Are desires just planted in us as a mockery of who we're not and what we don't have? Or are they there because we're meant to reach for them, we're meant to have them? And at that time, I couldn't I couldn't reconcile with the fact that we're meant to have what we want because it just sounds so high and mighty like the fuck like can you really just go around thinking that what you want wants you that just sounds so privileged and out of reach for so many of us and I was one of those people because I thought how I just couldn't wrap my head around it but then I know I did this one episode before on the podcast and I was talking about how if there is something that's been nagging at you to go after it if there is a desire that just hasn't burned out for you listen to it follow it even if it's terrifying even if it doesn't quite make sense in the moment follow it because here's the thing right we didn't choose our desires I know some people think that, okay, everything that we want in life or everything we're meant to do in life is already set in stone and you're kind of just guided in that direction. You're not really in control of your life. But I, I don't think that. I don't think that anything's set in stone. I don't really believe that your destiny has been laid out for you already. I think that you have the power to change your destiny. You have the power to decide what you want to happen in your life if you choose to follow your desires. Because get this, your desires, rather than a mockery of what you don't have and who you're not, are actually signposts telling you where you're going. And I'm going to say that again. Desires are signposts telling us where we're going. 
not where we want to go because the desire itself already tells you what you want, but actually pointing you in the direction that you're going towards. I thought we had to wrestle with our desires. I thought maybe they were planted in us by mistake and we're not meant to have all that we want. In fact, I think at some point, I thought desires were cruel. I thought, why do we want things? If we can't have them, then wouldn't that just be suffering? So then why are they there? Why do they exist? We didn't choose them. We just, we just have them. So I saw most of my desires, my goals, from the perspective of them being unattainable and therefore a punishment. So I thought I had to shut them down, right? Especially when your circumstances just don't align with the desires that you have. It's like if you're really, really poor, right? You come from a very poor background and your dream or your desire is to be rich, to be self-made and be abundant. It's almost like a mockery to want to be rich, to want to be financially independent and abundant. But if you could see it differently from a different perspective and think, you know, I can be poor right now. I can have little right now. Yet if I do want more, yet if there's something in me that says, no, this is not what I want. What I want is this instead, this quality of life. Then that is your sign. That is your permission to be like, okay, go do it. Go fucking get it. We spent so much of our time and energy trying to fight our desires because we think it's wrong to have wants, but we're human. We're so human, it's laughable. Like we're here to experience life, to have these desires so that we can reach for more and do something that we can truly look back on and think, yeah, we did that before our life is over. Our desires are signposts telling us where we're gonna end up. As long as you give yourself permission to listen to that voice telling you, this is what you want. And in the last year, I realized I don't want to fucking apologize for what I want. I don't want to apologize for the kind of relationship that I want. I don't want to apologize for the career that I want. I don't want to apologize for wanting to earn a certain amount of money or having a certain goal in life. And apologizing comes in so many ways, shapes and forms. Maybe you're not going around saying sorry to other people for having your own personal goals, but are you rejecting them? When you think about them, do you think, nah, like, it's not possible. I can't possibly have this. You're apologizing for it then. So if listening to this, you're thinking about a certain goal that maybe has yet to come to fruition, or you're thinking about a goal that you are working towards, and sometimes you catch yourself apologizing for it, don't. In case you need to hear it from someone else, you need someone else, another human being to give you permission to want these things, to will it into your reality. This is that permission. I give it to you because I believe in you wholeheartedly. And I, I truly sit here and think I want everybody to have everything that they want. I truly want them to have all these things, have them. And then you can decide if it was worth it. But until then, who the fuck cares? Just go for it. No one 
outside of you has any say over what makes sense for you or what should make sense. The only person you are truly responsible towards is you. No one else is living this life that you've been given, so live it. If you want something, want it. Allow yourself to indulge in that burning desire for it, that passion for it, and don't let anybody else tell you that it doesn't make sense. Because I'm pretty sure they also have a desire that they don't talk about and they wouldn't want to be shamed for. So go get it. Your desires are signposts telling you where you're going. All right, finally, this is perhaps one of my newest favorite quotes or just a little reminder to myself every now and then. You can have it all, just not all at once. Lately, a lot of the things that I've been wanting to do and I set out intentions in the last year have suddenly just poured into my life and Honestly, it's such a happy problem that I don't have enough time on my hands to do all of them. But that's what human beings do, right? That's what our ego minds do. We want these things. And then when they do happen or they start to take shape in our reality, we start finding more problems like, oh, why must this happen now? It's this bad timing. I wish I had more ability or resource to do this thing that I have been dreaming about, right? So the fulfillment part, the part where the universe listens and really truly wants to give you everything that you want, that one settled. I fully trust in that already. I just know anytime you want something, the universe will conspire to give it to you. That one's for sure. But the other part is just reminding ourselves that truly you can have it all, just not all at once. It is human to desire more than one thing at one time in our lives. And while we have control over the goals that we have, the actions we take, I guess the one thing we don't really have control over is timing. When does it all happen? We don't have control over that. But when it does happen, I think it's wise to believe that it happens in perfect timing. And if you cannot do it all at once, then maybe it's okay to prioritize. Maybe it's okay to not want certain things anymore. It's okay to change your mind. But more than that, I think this is just a reminder to truly trust the timing of your life. If it seems like it's happening all at once, is it because it's asking you to make space for these new things that you did ask for? We live in an age where we want to do so much. Just looking at my demographic for the feels, I know that most of us are millennials and we always attract like-minded people. So I believe that I, I do attract listeners who are go-getters, you and I. And I trust that we all want to accomplish so much so young. And that's great. It's great to, to be ambitious. But also I think society puts a lot of pressure on accomplishing things on a deadline. And it's something that actually I... I guess I'm rebelling against as I turn 29. When I was 24, 25, I was like, fuck yeah, I have so much time on my hands. I'm going to stay in my 20s forever. You know, it felt like that. And then in the blink of an eye, you're like, fuck, my 20s are almost up. <laughs> There's so much pressure from, from everywhere, from the media, from people you look up to, to accomplish what you want to accomplish before you're 30, especially for women. There seems to be an expectation that 
30 is when you start declining or your value starts decreasing as you age. And for me, at least, what has really helped me fight this unhelpful thought, unhealthy thought that my value is decreasing from here on out is to have role models who have accomplished so much more in their 30s. And for me, one of my biggest ambitions is acting, is to have a successful acting career. And it scares me sometimes, you know, especially in the media to think there's always going to be someone younger than me, prettier than me, more connections than I have. And and you can let these external circumstances stop you from moving forward and continuing on the path that you've chosen. But one thing that's keeping me going is realizing that everybody who has made it in their life has struggled, has struggled for something. And the thing that they struggle for is the one thing that they believe in the most. So you have to want it and you have to stay on your path, to stay on course because no one else can convince you to do it or don't. And listen, the things that you do want, they will happen. They will. Maybe not at a time that you hope they will, but they will. And again, you can have it all, just not all at once, but when they do happen, it will be the right time. Thank you so much for listening, guys. The simplest way to support the podcast is by rating it. So if you see that star button right there, please give me a rating that you think this podcast deserves. And I just want to say a big thank you for being a part of this part of my life. And I look forward to spending another year with you guys on the fields. I'll talk to you soon.